Sup, noobs. We are your professional casual gamers. And you're listening to Train Noobs. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Train Noobs, episode number 21, herein called Depression Cast. Lone... No. Lonely cast? You guys think of something clever. I'm, I'm terrible at uh, stuff like that. But anyhow, as you can hear, uh, the guest, my guest this week actually is myself. Mike's out on the road, and uh, I did not get a guest for this week, so we're going to try out a little thing of making me the solo, uh, the solo podcaster. This is going to be fun. Uh, so... Hopefully you guys stick around for it. Um, there's no pre-show. I didn't record a pre-show. I'm, there's not much to record a pre-show of. I'm not going to record a pre-show myself speaking. That's just really weird. Uh, if you hear me take breaks between speaking, it's because I need a small breath of air or a drink of water. Uh, so uh, I might I might actually say that I'm taking a sip of water or something, but bear with me. Um, I do have some fun news. This week, uh, I can get into that in a little bit, but I'm going to try to stick to our normal segment here, our normal segments that we normally do, and uh, it's going to be interesting because I'm, gonna, I'm not going to have anybody to shoot my ideas to, so it's just going to be like, hey, Jason, how was your week? Good, Jason, how was yours? Well, let me tell you all about it, and then I'm going to go into it, uh, and I'm going to start actually by saying, um, see, silence, it's, you got to get used to that, I was testing the waters. Uh, I'm going to start by saying that uh, I tried out Fallout 4, uh, tried playing it on uh, Chris's family share, and it is actually more fun than I thought it would be. Initially going into it, I'm like, you know, it's a Fallout game. I didn't really enjoy the previous Fallout games very much. Um, excuse me, too. I'm I'm still sick. I'm trying to get this thing looked at. I got some problem with my throat. I Some phlegm. Uh, an infection, or I don't know. I've had it for a couple months now, um, and I can't get rid of it. So I have a doctor's appointment next week to go see him. So hopefully, uh, not the next podcast, um, but the podcast after that. Hopefully, uh, it's going to start clearing up a little bit, and uh, I should be complaining about it less. So uh, also speaking of next podcast, obviously next week's Thanksgiving. Uh, we're not doing a podcast for Thanksgiving specifically. What we're planning on doing is. Uh, Mike's out on the road until Sunday, uh, late Saturday night. So, uh, but Sunday morning my time. Um, so, since we're not doing a podcast on Thanksgiving, what we're actually going to do is this weekend when he gets back, we're going to sit down and we're going to just do a, like a, an episode where we just bullshit, um, and we're going to end up just releasing that on Wednesday or Tuesday, somewhere around in the middle of the week, like we normally do. But it's we're gonna record it early, and uh, it's just gonna it's just gonna basically be uh, him telling me stories, probably um, us talking a bit about uh, things we're looking forward to, maybe some news he he found that I don't discuss. Maybe he wants to talk about that. I don't know. Uh, so it's gonna interest me as much as it's gonna interest you, hopefully. So um, with all of that said, and then and then the week after that, we're gonna get in a normal recording schedule again. Uh, all things considered, with Mike as far as uh, his driving and stuff. Also, if you're if you're watching the video podcast, I actually floofed my beard out uh, after I took the shot, took my shower today. 
So it's actually at its floofiest that it would normally be. So if you uh, haven't seen it before, I recommend checking out the YouTube video. Uh, but anyway, uh, I digress back to Fallout 4. Uh, when I was talking about that before, I was playing on Chris's Family Share, and I actually made a character. I made a little skinny uh, little skinny girl, because you, you could pick genders uh, at the very, very beginning. You could pick, you could pick if you want to play a, play a male or a female. And um, I picked a female. And because, 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 ready? I had a specific plan in, in mind. I tried this with Skyrim, but I didn't get very far with it because I, I got bored. But um, the story in this, in Fallout 4, remember how I was saying that for the other Fallout games I wasn't really interested in? When I started the story of Fallout 4, it was actually a lot more gripping than the rest of the Fallout games that I've played. I was way more into it. I was, I was more interested in the storyline. So anyhow, um, back to making my character, I made a skinny girl, and my intention when you pick your your points, you got your special tree. Uh, if you don't know what that is, it's it's your base stats. So you got your strength, perception, endurance, uh, charisma, special I uh, intelligence. A is oh fuck, I want to say agility, and L is luck. Hopefully, I got all those going based off of my my poor follow-up memory um so all that stuff i picked my you could max you could put points into it up to 10 and i think they give you like 22 points 25 points something like that at the beginning so you can max out if you want to max out two trees entirely you can max out two trees entirely so then what i ended up doing is i put 10 points in strength and 10 points in endurance i have fist weapons and I basically run around punching the shit out of everything. And it is so much fun. Just if I hit somebody, their arm blows up or their head will pop off or just disappear entirely. I actually punched one guy and he just evaporated. <laughs> so, so it's actually really, really fun. Um, you could also do uh, like wrestling moves too. Um, I don't know the special circumstance to doing it. I've only played for a couple hours. Uh, and I've only done it a couple times, but there's some special wrestling move things you could do uh, with that and uh, with with your melee attacks. So it's actually really interesting. I, I'm really digging it so far. And uh, the way that the talent tree works is if you could picture a, a, like a, a grid, right? At the top, you have your 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 main category, so your special along the top, and so you'll put like 10 points in your strength tree. And then below that, you'll have 10 tiers of each different perk in that uh, in that tree for like strength, for endurance, for all the different ones will have 10 tiers per. So there's uh, you can put points in any order you want to as long as you have that many special points to unlock that tier. So say I want to get down to tier 7 of my luck tree, I'll have to put 7 points in luck to get down to tier 7 to unlock that perk. So there's a perk that's actually in endurance, and I think it's the ninth perk, so you have to have 9 points in endurance, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and it is called, it is, it is the cannibalism perk. You do what you think cannibalism, would, a cannibalism perk would, would stand for. You eat somebody. That's all you do. So, and the base one is, uh, I think it's only humans you could eat. 
if I'm not mistaken. I think. I'm going to go with that. I, I'm pretty sure the first the first rank you put in cannibalism is uh, is humans only. And then the second rank, you get ghouls and super mutants. And then the third rank, you get... Uh, I think you get more health back for each corpse you consume. Uh, so pretty much, I can only do humans right now. So, But every time I kill a human... If I took a lot of damage, say, running up to the, to punch him in the face, after I run up to punch him in the face, I make their head explode, and the fight's over, I can go back and eat their corpse, get back some of that health I lost, and if I just eat everybody that I just killed, I'll probably, I would probably max out uh, my health bar again, to the point where I'm good for the next fight, I'm good for the next encounter. Um, now, I've, I've found that there's some flaws with this, because if you fight stuff, like the uh, animals and things like that in in nature, then you can't eat their corpses, so you can't get the health back. So it is it is pivotal that I also carry stuff on me to actually regain my health. Um, I also found out a, a a little thing about myself uh, when I started playing Fallout Four, and that is that apparently I'm a closet hoarder. Not like a, I I don't hoard closets, but. I'm a closet hoarder in the fact that I go around and I grab everything that isn't nailed down in that game because it has a mechanic that you can actually scrap items. And then every time you scrap an item, uh, you get like a base material from that. So if you scrap a car, you get you get steel, you get um, screws. I, I don't exactly know what you get from a car, but I'm giving you an example. If you scrap a car, that's what you'd get. Um, but you can only scrap cars in your bases. I'm getting to that in a second. But um, let's say I get a tin can. There's a tin can on the ground. I'll pick it up. I pick up fucking tin cans off the ground because you could scrap them and you get like three steel for it. You get that three steel, you take it back to your sanctuary and you rebuild your base and you can fucking build turrets and shit. Oh my god. There's so much depth in the in that base building too. Like I watched I've seen pictures of people posting what their base looks like that they laid out and they spent hours upon hours on. Holy shit, they're very in-depth and everything. And uh I don't have the patience for that. I can't wait till somebody comes out with a mod that replaces sanctuary or something like that. Sanctuary is the first town you unlock that you can do all this stuff in. Um and then and what they do is they replace it entirely. And then they, they, they've already made the town for you. They, everything's already made so you can just go in and you don't have to do any work. And then everything's like functioning like you spent those fucking eight hours on that shit. I don't have the patience to sit there and do that. Nor am I creative enough to do it. Uh, so I can't wait for a mod to come out for that. Uh, there are tons of mods already right now. I, I tried out a couple of them. Um... A couple that I can actually remember right now. There is a sound mod for guns that makes your guns sound more punchy. Um, they have more kick to them. Uh, I think it adds a lot more depth to the game because there's more reverb, there's more echo, um, and they sound more real uh, other than those tin can noises that Bethesda ended up recording for their guns. The, ba- the basic pistol that you get, the 10 millimeter pistol, sounds terrible. Uh, when you're shooting it in the game, but with the sound pack, it sounds awesome. Um, and me being a gun, the natural gun nut that I am, I'm just I'm fascinated by that. I think it's great. 
So, and then there's another mod that I got. This is the last one I'll talk about, and then I'll move on. But uh, the last mod that I got, if you're looking at Fallout 4 and you don't like the the choice wheel that you get, it's kind of similar to Mass Effect, where you got little brief choices, and, and one of them's like always sarcastic, and one of them's always really like concerned. Uh, and then you got your two neutral ones. One's a yes answer, one's a no answer. Uh, there's one that's actually... Oh, wait, there's a... Uh, so there's a snarky one, like a sarcastic snarky one is left. And then up is like always like a question. So you're always asking a question. And then I think right is no and down is yes. So whatever form of answer those would be. Now, here's the thing. It would just say yes or no, but it doesn't tell you what your actual character says. So what this mod does is it actually replaces that text that's there that just says yes. And then your character speaks those lines because they actually have voice acting in this, unlike uh, the previous Fallout games. Like full voice acting for all the lines are voice acted, which is really good too. Actually, I I think the voice acting in this game is top notch. But uh, anyway, what it does is actually replaces each text line of text there with what your NPC is actually going to say, so you know what you're going to say before you do say it. So instead of just maybe guessing on what the answer is going to be and how your how your reply is going to be to the question that you're asked or whatever, you'll actually know what you're going to say. So it's actually really nice, and I like the way they lay it out. They have two different formats you could do it to. They have the one that's kind of like the up, down, left, right uh, style that the the default game's in, and then they have the other one. It actually puts it in a list, one, two, three, four, your choices in a list like they did in previous Fallout games. So that's really nice. Um, so moving on from Fallout 4, I really like it. I, I, I do really enjoy it. Um, I'll probably pick it up, play more I'll, on Chris's account, pick it up when it goes on sale for the inevitable summer or uh, a winter sale for Christmas this year. See, I took a sip of water and you guys didn't even hear it. Uh, the next thing is League of Legends. Uh, they released a big old patch for League of Legends. The preseason six patch came out just recently. And uh, I tried picking up uh, first couple games in that. And holy shit, is it completely different? There's so many new items uh too much to get into if you don't know anything about it go check it out if you're into league of legends and you don't know much about the season six uh patch the preseason six patch rather go check it out it is real real confusing there's so many new items they changed some of the champions they work differently um i jumped into a game my first game is caitlin and i want to say close to six months and uh i was i was confused by what items to build on her i had no idea uh, needless to say, we got destroyed. We got completely destroyed that game, but you know that happens. Whatever. Um, let's see. Wow, I'm 15 minutes into this podcast already. That's pretty damn good, man. That's pretty damn good. I don't even know I'm talking that much. What else do I have on the docket here? Uh, Overwatch. I played some over more Overwatch. Um, actually, really enjoying it. I don't remember if I mentioned it before on a previous podcast or not, but I did pre-purchase the. Uh, origin edition which is the $60 edition you get all the skins and all the uh, all the add-on content for all the other games that i did want to get this i did i'll admit it I, I wanted to get the collector's edition really bad but i looked at it and it's like 100 i think it was 120 dollars for uh it's like an unpainted statue of soldier 76 it looks cool but i don't know if it's worth the extra 60 dollars um at least at the time. Maybe I'll pick it up if it goes on sale on eBay or something. 
But as it stands right now, I don't I don't think I want to pay the, pay the hundred twenty dollars just to get that. So, uh, really enjoying Overwatch. I think it's going to be um, one of the games I play a lot of in the near future. Well, I shouldn't say near future when it actually officially officially comes out. Excuse me. Um, when the game officially releases, they don't they didn't announce the release date for it yet. But uh, when it does come out, I do plan on picking it up and playing it a ton. Uh, yesterday played some, actually I didn't play some, but I played, I, okay, rewind, uh, let's insert Mike's rewind noise there for a little bit, uh, but to go back, the Heroes of the Storm, Cho'Gall just came out, if you don't know who Cho'Gall is, that's, I think we talked about it before, uh, he's an ogre, and half, like, bruiser, half magic user, kinda, uh, half mage, I should be. I should say, and um, what it's actually controlled by two players. So one person controls the bruiser side and moves around, and then controls the auto attacks and stuff like that. And the other side controls casting spells. Um, I didn't play him, but I played some Heroes of the Storm last night with Chris, and Chris picked Chogal. Uh, the way it works is you actually have to. This is this is one thing that sucks about it, but basically the blizzard forced you to play with people that went to blizzcon and if you went to blizzcon you got chogal you unlocked him you cannot buy him with gold you cannot buy him with money the way he works is people like went to blizzcon get him unlocked on their account those people that got him unlocked on their account have to go and then play with other people when they play with other people, those people have to win two games with the person that has chogal that they're playing together with and if they win two games then they get they unlock Chogal and get the achievement money, uh, the achievement gold that they get for it, uh, and then that person goes and does the same thing, and it's just like a big like plague that just spreads all over BlizzCon or all over. Uh, uh, here's the storm. So, but there's a channel if you're listening to this and you're like, ah, but I don't have any friends that have Chogal. There's a channel. Just do slash join space Chogal, C H O G A L L. No, um, no fucking, oh my God. Word, please. Where are you at? No apostrophe. Thank you. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't remember what the English language was called for a second. Uh, but you just type Chogal in, uh, slash join, space Chogal. There are a bunch of people in there advertising. You know, if you don't have Chogal, invite me to your party. We'll play. We'll win. You get Chogal. Simple as that. So Chris unlocked Chogal yesterday. Played two two games of him. We won both of them. Uh, he seems fairly balanced. Uh, he has a huge health pool. But I think he has high cooldowns because they... I, maybe he doesn't. I, listen, I can't say much about actually playing him because I haven't played him yet. Uh, Chris and I are supposed to play him, I think, tonight together. I let him get first dibs on him because honestly, I just wanted to play Butcher again. Uh, so I played Butcher while him and Rando played Chogal. And he actually was a lot of fun. So, Mike, I know you're listening to this and I know you're going to want Chogal. Uh, I'm going to talk to Chris. And after I get Chogal from him, what we're going to do is we're going to make sure that you do not get access to him. Uh, we're not going to queue up with you. Uh, we will not let you unlock Chogal because we don't think you should enjoy him at all. Uh, 
So that's the Heroes of the Storm news, and I love that he's not here to argue with me. I could speak freely. I don't have to worry about interruptions. I know he's going to fucking get back to me on this weekend when he comes back home, and I'm going to hear about it. I know I am. Um, but you know what? For the time being, this is damn nice. I could just sit here and bullshit to nobody, and uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it, and, and uh, you know... Like I was saying before, it might be a little shorter than it normally would be, but hey, I don't have anybody here to interrupt me or to drag the show on, so all right. All right, so that was my week. That was all the shit I did all week. There's 20 minutes, see? I filled 20 minutes of just my week. I didn't need Mike here for that shit. All right. So let's get on to the actual news, right? Uh, the first bit of microtransactions we have, deal with it. It's sticking. Uh, Rocket League is getting a, some new paid DLC in December. It's going to be called Chaos Run, and it's going to add post-apocalyptic cars, paints, tires, etc. Uh, to the game. If it's anything like the previous iterations of DLC, it'll be priced around the same thing. I think it was $3, maybe $5. It's under 5 bucks. Whatever it is, the DLC is under 5 bucks, and it's completely worth it. I've, pr- I've bought... All the DLC previously. I don't regret any bit of it. Uh, the new cars look pretty damn cool. Uh, basically, it looks like cars out of Mad Max. Um, and then they're also introducing a new arena. Uh, it's called Wasteland, I think. Um, and it's going to be the first non-standard arena, too. It's going to actually be kind of like curved on the on the edges. Um, so it'll be real, real interesting. Um, and that's also coming in December. And if I'm not mistaken, I think uh, the other, the ice skating rink or whatever with the giant hockey puck is also coming in December. I don't think they actually announced an official date for it. And they didn't announce an official date for this DLC yet. But when it does come out, it does say December. So hopefully earlier December, if not earlier December, late December, I guess. I don't know. Either way, we're getting more DLC for Rocket League. I can't argue. Fun game. Uh, Deus Ex Mankind Divided was delayed until August 23rd of 2016. Uh, originally scheduled for a February release date, and I guess they pushed it back because the actual head of Idos Montreal, David Anfonzi, and and Anfazi, sure, David Anfazi. I'm gonna go with that. By the way, if you ever have me read out your name, and anybody's listening to this, if you ever have me read out your name on the podcast, I'm probably gonna butcher the shit out of it. So, just fucking deal with it. <laughs> Uh, it says, uh, he, he says, we are confident and proud of the game so far. However, as we are now playing through the game in full, we can see that it will require more time in post-production for tuning, iterations, and refinement to meet our high standards. All right, come on. Come on, people. You know exactly what the whole pre-order bonus thing was for this, this Deus Ex. So, come on, man. High standards? Fucking whatever. Uh, I'm going to skip right over that because it just frustrates me talking about that stupid... Pre- I mean, yeah, okay, I'm glad we won. I'm glad it was canceled. I'm glad it's no longer a thing. But still, the fact that it even existed is just crazy in the, in, uh, in its own right. Um, This last this last bit, I shouldn't... Now, or, normally this would be the last bit. Normally I'd only do three microtransactions and the mic would take over, but... I'm doing, I think I got six today. How many do I got? Seven, eight. I have eight. 
I have eight of them today because I didn't know how long I was, was going to rant. So I'm going to try to get through these um, before. Be, I only have one big news story, though, so that we should be okay. Don't worry. Um, so Valkyria Chronicles. Valkyria Chronicles. I probably fucking butch- butchered that the first time. Uh, but it is actually a really good game. I actually love it a lot. Um, it's like a tactical top-down type of uh, military sim. No, let's not call it that. It's not a military sim. It has nothing to do with it. It's all random shots. Yeah, just forget I said any of that shit. Let's start over, okay? Oh, yeah, let's start over. Valkyria Chronicles getting a sequel and PS4 remake. So Valkyria Chronicles uh, is getting a remaster that's coming out for PS4 in Japan. Japan only for right now. On February 10th, 2016. It's going to include DLC, trophies, and graphical updates. The remaster is going to also include a demo for the sequel called Valkyria Azure Revolution, which is coming out in winter 2016 in Japan. Combat is going to be changed to real time, which I'm unfortunately really sad about because it was like turn-based. You get your squad would get uh, your turn and then you click end the end turn button and it would swap over and the enemy would take their turn. So it was a turn-based battle system before. Whereas now they want to make it a real-time system, which I'm kind of upset about. I really like the old system that they had. Uh, but they went into a complete interview with the developers. Um, maybe not a complete interview, but they went into a more in-depth interview than what I just told you. And any relevant links that are are being talked about in this show will be in the show notes. So if you uh, you want to head over to our website, uh, trainnoobs.com. Click on the show notes for episode 21. It'll all be in there for the links and stuff. So go check out that. It's really cool, the interview that the, the guy does and everything. It's all translated. Um, originally it was Japanese. It's all been translated and everything over there. So go check that out. Um, Bubsy? I don't know if any of you guys remember Bubsy. Maybe a little bit young. I don't know how old everybody is that listens to this. But Bubsy was a game that came out a long time ago. But Bubsy Twofer is coming out on Steam Greenlight. I know. Everyone's confused about this. Nobody understands why they did it. They wanted to bring attention to the old iconic hero. Air quotes to the hero. He's a cat. He's a fucking anthropomorphic, anthropomorphic right? I Okay. So I don't like having... I don't like not having... Oh my god, I use a double negative. Alright, so... I hate not having somebody else on the show to correct my English. So that's the one thing I don't like. And I don't care about fucking up. This is all going in the podcast so everybody can laugh at me. That's fine. Because <laughs> I'm going to listen to it too and probably laugh at myself and everything. Again, this is an experiment. It'll only get better with time. Just... Just like fine wine. I'm just like fine wine. Just give me a little bit to brew and then give me a taste. Like, okay. Moving on. So, uh, it's coming out on Steam Greenlight. I don't know how the reaction is to it besides everybody being confused by it. But um, it's going to include the first two Bubsy games. Uh, and wait, let me let me get a sip of water for this because my throat's getting a little dry. All right. So... The first two games, are you ready for this? If you didn't know this was a thing previously, you'd know now. The two games are called Bubsy Inn, Claws Encounters of the Furred Kind. 
Uh, I'm going to let that sink in for a second. All right. Uh, second one, the second game is Bubsy 2. And yeah, they don't have any clever title for that one, I guess. But it's they're coming out uh, for $4.99. So five bucks. You get both games. Why? 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 Why do you need to do this? Okay, so a little bit of history. Bubsy was a platformer that was released on Genesis or the Super Nintendo or Windows. At least the second one was only on Windows and Game Boy. The first one was only on the Game Boy. So, but both came out Genesis and uh, and the Super Nintendo in '93 and '94. A third and fourth were released eventually, um, but no one really cares about them. They were kind of eh. I mean, so were the first and second one, but. Uh, the third game was only available on the Atari Jaguar in the late 90, uh, 90s. Uh, so, wait, late 90s? I fucked up my notes. Late 94, that's what it is. Uh, and the fourth was on the original PlayStation, only in 3D. It was called Bubsy 3D in 96. Listen, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. Know. Why did I waste my time on all the Bubsy talk? Nobody cares about Bubsy. Nobody cares. It was such a terrible game then, and it's going to be a terrible game now. Who the fuck cares about Bubsy? God damn it. All right, so Disgaea is also coming to PC, which is yay. Disgaea is a good turn-based uh, tactical strategy RPG. It was originally released on PS2, uh, and when they bring it over to PC, it's going to be rebranded to Disgaea PC, and it's going to receive a complete UI update too as well. So so that's that's great because the UI was kind of garbage Excuse me, on the PS2. So, um, like I was saying, it's an old-school turn-based strategy RPG. There's no price set as of right now, but I'm hoping Square Enix sees this and goes, damn, this this is cool. I like this. What we're going to do, we've released it on every single other console and platform previously. We're going to take Final Fantasy Tactics and release it on PC. And we're going to remaster it in HD. Fuck you, Square Enix. If you do that, I'm going to be spending all my damn money. God damn it. That game is so fucking addictive. Anyway, moving on from Disgaea. Really excited for that. Um, it's going to be an interesting interesting remaster. I'm, I'm hoping they do everything like with the UI and they remaster it correctly and they don't fuck it up. Um, it wasn't terrible on PS2, but it, was, it could use work, obviously. Um, now... The big news about this whole week is going to be Battlefront. Star Wars Battlefront came out. So uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about that and my feelings for it. So I'm not really into Star Wars very much. So I can't comment very much about that subject matter. But I have to compare it based off of a game that I know. And that's Battlefield. So comparing it to Battlefield at the time of release, there's not very much content in it right now. Uh, it could be better as far as gameplay-wise because it's just an average arcade shooter. And if you take everything from uh, uh, Battlefield and you strip away all the cool stuff, like the squads... Oh, but there's there's squads in battlefront two. no there's not squads you can't it's not the same thing um the vehicles everything everything is completely different about battlefield compared to this there's a commander mode in battlefield there's um 
I can't remember exactly what what Chris was telling me the comparisons between Battlefield and Battlefront were. I didn't buy Battlefront because I don't see a purpose to it. Uh, it's just an arcadey shooter to me. Again, I have no Star Wars connection, so it's not. It's it's just an average shooter to me. I'll get into the other reason why in here in a second, but. Oh, he also said that there's no interactive map. Like, you can't control where you spawn on the map. Uh, you just get a randomized spawn, uh, which I don't like because it, part, of, part of a Battlefield's design is it's also kind of inherently a strategy game, too, because you have to decide where on the Battlefield you want to spawn to take best advantage of your enemy's location. Um, but back to Battlefront, it also has a... $50 DLC. And if you don't know what this is, uh, I'm actually going to pull it up right now. So give me a give me a moment. Uh, DLC. Um, so uh, it's the season pass is what I'm talking about. But uh, so here we go. Here's what comes in the season pass. And when I read this, you'll be like, damn, that kind of sounds like you need the season pass. Exactly. That's the thing. It's, it's essentially a $60 base game with a $50 DLC that you pretty much have to buy if you want the full game experience so the season pass comes with four new expansion packs uh i'm just gonna exactly read read what's here four new expand for epic they put epic four epic expansion packs featuring brand new content set across the star wars galaxy including over 20 new pieces of galactic tech including weapons vehicles and star cards for both rebels and imperials now another thing chris complained about was the fact that there's these star cards instead of actually picking a loadout or a class in Battlefield. Um, classes, I think, were very important in Battlefield and could be very important in Battlefront as well. Um, now, I can't compare Battlefront now, this Battlefront, to the Battlefront that was released previously because I haven't played the other one that was released previously. I did play this one when, when it was in the uh, open beta, but outside of that, I haven't touched it. Uh, give me one moment here. All right. Sorry, I had to clear my throat. Um, so there's also four more heroes and villains for you to fight as or against. Now, I don't know if that means that there's going to be eight total because there's going to be four heroes and four villains or if it means there's going to be two of each or what. I'm going to assume there's a hero and villain released for each expansion pack in the season pass because then that would give each expansion packs uh, some form of of uh substance to it some reason to get it so because you could say hey these playable characters are in each of these season, uh, these expansion packs if you buy the season pass you get access to all of them but you could buy each individual expansion pack as well that's probably assuming it's ea that's probably what they could do or they're going to do um 16 additional multiplayer maps featuring new locations 16 16 i'm gonna let that I know I previously said it, but I'm going to let that sink in for a moment because that is crazy talk. 16 fucking maps. That's Okay, so that's four maps per uh, expansion pack if you did not realize that. Four maps. 16 maps total. That's why I'm saying it's pretty much integral that you need to buy the season pass if you're playing the game. Sure, you could not do it. You don't have to buy the season pass if you don't want to. If you have the self-control, don't buy it. Whatever, no big deal. But your buddy over here is going to buy the season pass. When he buys the season pass, he's going to get access to all these new maps, all these new modes, all these heroes and villains. Um, 
different game modes. There's going to be a new game mode released with each expansion pack. And then each expansion pack, you're going to have two-week early access to each one, too. And then there's going to be some stupid emote you get. Some shoot-first emote. Obviously, it's a Star Wars reference. I know. Han shot first. Ha ha. Blah, blah, blah. Emotes are bullshit in that game anyway. Nobody uses them. So anyway, I digress back to my point about wanting this. So your friend gets the the season pass or the expansion packs either. It doesn't really matter. It's the, the theory works for either of them. They get them. They go, man, this new mode's really cool. Or, oh, man, this new hero's great. He's fucking awesome, man. You got to try it. Now you're compelled. You're like, oh, now I have to buy it because I want to play that guy, especially if you're a Star Wars fan. I want to see this new map because it's based on planet whatever. I'm not a Star Wars fan, guys. I don't know what to tell you. It's based on this map that's not featured in, or it's featured in the new, it's featured in a new movie, or it's featured in an old movie, or it's featured in whatever movie because I, it's my favorite and I want to play on it, whatever, whatever your reasoning is. And then you're going to want to go play on that map, so you're going to be inclined to buy that. There's another $50 for EA. I mean, obviously some for, uh, I think it was DICE that developed it too, right? Yeah, DICE. And, of course, George Lucas. So, all of that money, you're dumping into this, and you're like, listen, if you like the game, if you like Battlefront, I should have said this at the start, because the people that like Battlefront probably really mad at me now, but... If you like Battlefront, you like Star Wars, you you bought the game previously already, you've been playing it, you're enjoying it, you're having fun, great, cool, more power to you. I, I have no reason to buy this game. I'm not a Star Wars fan. I think it's a generic arcade shooter. It looks kind of interesting if it was like $20 and that's all, but other than that, I wouldn't pay more than that for it, personally. You think it's worth 110 bucks because you got a you you went out and bought the the game day one with the season pass? Great. Have fun with it. I'm out. Done. I can't do it anymore. I'm tired. I've done it. I've done it with Battlefield 4 and I bought the season pass Battlefield 4 and I didn't put nearly enough time into it to justify that season pass cost. But I put the money into it so I, I kind of felt like I had to play extra even if I didn't want to. And Battlefield 4 was fun to me, too. So, uh, speaking of Battlefield 4, uh, there's going to be some new DLC that's going to be released with the holiday update at the end of the year. Um, If there are a lot of people that still play Battlefield 4, I don't know really... I know it's still active, I just don't know how many people actually still play. Um, So, the only thing that's currently announced with the DLC that's going to be returning is the Dragon Valley map from Battlefield 2. And they released a trailer from it I don't remember playing this map in Battlefield 2 because I didn't put too many hours into that game because I didn't have many friends at the time, so I didn't have any friends to play it with, and that's where I get most of my game enjoyment from. But this Dragon Valley map came out. They released a video for it, or it's coming out, rather. They released a video for it already. This map looks huge, plus the detail on it looks great. I think it looks awesome, the map itself. Now, it's free. It's a free DLC. You don't have to pay for it. Get it? That's what free means. And it's going to be releasing on the Xbox One, PS4, and PC. So, if you are still playing Battlefield 4 or still own it in the holiday update that they're releasing, when they announce it or when they when they release it, rather, um, I'll probably talk about it on the podcast a little bit because I'm probably going to go back and try it out because it looks interesting. And then, you know, I'd recommend you guys going to check it out too if you are a fan of Battlefield. 
I probably should have talked about this before when I was talking about Fallout, but I, I put it down fairly down further down in my notes because I forgot I was going to be talking about it. I figured I'd probably be waiting for to talk about Fallout 4 until I got to this, but uh, whatever. It's kind of important. So when I when we first talked last week on the podcast, Fallout had just come out. Well, three days in, there's already some nude mods out for Fallout 4, guys. So go download and install those and listen. And, and listen. Oh, God, I'm fucking up. I quit. Done. Done. Mike, take your fucking job back. This is stupid. I'm leaving. I, I told you I'm leaving all this stuff in here. I'm just going to hate myself for fucking an hour. And you get to listen to myself. And listen to myself. Ugh. You get to listen to me degrade myself for an hour. So. But anyway, uh, Fallout 4 has nude mods already. Uh, also, a little little fun fact uh, they sold 12 million units across all platforms. This was as of uh, Bethesda. How long ago was this? Let's see. I'm going to open up the actual article right now. As of November 13th, this is what they announced. Um, 12, million, 12 million units across all platforms. $750 million in sales. And the Pip-Boy edition, the one where you got the actual plastic Pip-Boy that you slap on your wrist. Um, the Pip-Boy edition of the game sold out within hours of being available. So, that's a thing. Fallout 4 doing real well. And the last bit of microtransactions I have for you is the MechWarrior Online is coming to Steam on, on December 10th. So if you're looking forward to MechWarrior, you're a MechWarrior fan, check it out. I've tried it. I've tried it a while ago. I might give it another go when it comes out in Steam. Uh, but I tried it when it was its own its own thing. You had to go onto the website and download the client and not do all that stuff. So it's actually a rather interesting game. I recommend checking it out. Especially when it comes out on Steam. It's gonna be free. So there's no reason not to. Um all right, so let's see what else we got. So we got our full release list, and full release full release list. We got one thing to talk about. So uh, here we go. Remember that whole thing about Overkill, the developers of Payday Two? Yeah, I do. A lot of people do. Really, don't forget very much about it. But well, they're still being twats. So there's that. But they just announced just announced like last week after we right after we finished recording the podcast i found this out uh just announced that they're going to be doing st- uh these team boosts basically what's going to be you buy a team boost uh and you will be able to give cash and experience to anybody that you complete a heist with um so again if you get your buddy over here playing one of you has a team boost you'll give him cash and experience as you play Boost stack, so the more you have on a team, the more shit you get. Uh, they also announced a completely overkill safe that is going to be given to anybody that bought the completely overkill pack back in March. I can't find many details on the pack itself, besides the fact that it was 20 bucks and gave you four new masks and helped with some event that they called the hype train. Um, 
And the safe will contain one of 25 random weapons. Now they're going to be random in rarity and quality. And then seven pieces of DLC, which will be seven of the currently 27 available. So being that the guns that you get, the weapons that you get out of the chest, one, you get one out of the safe. Sorry, not chest. You get one out of the safe out of 25. Since it is a random rarity and quality, you can get a complete shit gun and your buddy can get a really good gun that he'll always use. And then your shit gun, you'll just sit there. That's it. That's all you get for purchasing a $20 $20 DLC five, fucking, what was it, seven months ago? So if I do my math right, what's March? March, January, February, March, 3rd. So seven, nope. Oh, eight months. I was close. It's closer than I thought it would be. Anyhow, I'm just rambling myself at this point. Um, so after the completely overkill safe was announced, the Steam forum mods, who, by the way, they're unpaid volunteers, they were going on strike because of the bullshit that overkill were doing, because they were getting death threats and shit. They were getting death threats from the community because they were trying to manage overkill's Red uh, forum, their their discussion board on Steam, and they went on strike because they were getting all these death threats and shit because they were tired of Overkill shit and not explaining anything. And then the 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 community mods had to try to explain what the fuck Overkill's doing. So they released they being the forum mods released an official announcement basically saying. Now, this is obviously one person talking, but speaking for all of them, uh, saying, I like to believe that I'm not unreasonable, but unfortunately, the situation constantly degraded. We will no longer... See, this doesn't make any sense. The way that the, the guy worded it doesn't make any sense, but here I'm reading it word for word. We will no longer refuse to work... Oh, it does make sense. I just didn't read it all the way. We will no longer refuse to work if we are given a public interview with a member of Overkill. We want to be heard and see what Overkill are willing to do to fix the situation. So, you'd figure that would fall on deaf ears, right? Nobody would nobody would do anything for it. Nobody would, would participate or anything. My beard is like one side's longer than the other one. I gotta fix that. Sorry, I'm getting, again, I'm getting distracted. Uh, you wouldn't think that he, that he would get the interview, right? Well, they ended up getting an interview with the Overkill's Almir Listo. I'm saying, I, I told I'm not, I told you I'm not good with names. Sat down for a two-hour interview. I'm not listening to a two-hour interview, but the link's there if you guys want to go and listen to it, if you have the patience for it. I don't have the fucking patience to listen to this guy sit there and dodge question after question when he's asked obvious questions like, why the fuck did you do this? Well, these quotes are pulled from Destructoid, which is where I got the article. And if you click the link, then you'll obviously see that yourself. But the quotes are from from this Almir guy, the, the Overkill guy, says that we've always had a very strong relationship with our core community. And the last few months, it feels like that slipped away. And I'm incredibly saddened by that, you know. And we have to work hard to regain the trust that was lost. Make it a sip of water before I read this last quote. He says, go on to say, he go, he go, go on to say, you tell him I've been talking straight for 45 minutes now at this point. 
He goes on to say that we've we could have done much better to make people feel appreciated because it's not a success if people are angry. That's a bad thing. That's a really really bad thing. No shit. It doesn't matter how good of a future of a feature you release if people are angry. They're angry, and that's what people are going to focus on. You're right. You're a hundred percent right. So you think this guy at any point in this interview was like, you know what, guys? Microtransactions were a bad idea. I know we said we wouldn't do them. We're not going to do them anymore. We're taking them back. You guys get refunded. You guys get you get to keep all the skins you got. The skins are going to be reverted though to being uh, no stat items. They're just going to be basic weapon uh, weapon customizations just weapon skins there's gonna be no stat boosts none of that stuff taking all that away there's gonna be no more safes there's gonna be no more community overkill or completely overkill stay safe there's all that shit we're getting rid of everything no did not say anything about that whatsoever they're still keeping the microtransactions in there they are not doing anything about removing that shit all they're basically saying and i'm all i'm understanding from what i've heard out of this i watched a couple bits of the video what i've heard of it and what i've been reading is deal with it they're staying in there but if we release anything else or any more we will announce it and talk about it and explain it to the community why we've made the decisions we've made that's all i'm understanding out of this whole interview at that this guy did i don't listen to overkill i don't know what the fuck you think you're doing over there I don't know how you intend to continue to stay in business or pick your pick yourself back up on your feet. But if you want any chance at redeeming yourself for the community of Payday, now I don't say this speaking of as somebody that plays Payday a lot, I've put probably 10 hours or less into it because it wasn't really me. I'm not like wave-based stuff, wave-based shooters, like police just spawning and coming at you. I don't really find any interest in that i did enjoy playing it for a little bit because the stuff doing a mission stealthy was really neat to me uh with friends but by myself i have zero interest in doing it but anyway you don't have to listen to me but if you have any semblance of trying to get respect back from the community get rid of these fucking microtransactions there's no reason to have them in there there's no reason to continue to operate that way just get rid of them scrap the idea Write it off, say it was a bad idea, and move on. Pretend it never happened. Make it up to the community by giving them something free. Don't make them pay for the next DLC or something like that and make it a big fucking pack of DLC. I don't know. Just do something to pick it up and and just try to do as much damage control and erase it from your history. If you don't do that, I can't guarantee anything. Well, obviously, I can't guarantee anything, but... I can't guarantee that they'll remain in business or whatever. So, I don't know, man. I don't understand the purpose behind them doing this. Obviously, they were losing money at some point. They weren't making enough back with the game um, to maybe either justify a payday three or to justify server costs of running servers. I don't know. I don't even know if servers are are third party servers. Like you have to go out and you could buy a payday 2 server or if you just click matchmaking and you're connected to a server it's been that long since i've played i can't remember but anyway that's enough rambling as far as that topic goes um like i said i only had one the one big thing to talk about um not that much really happened this week that i found um there's a couple announcements for like 
uh, rosters and stuff for League of Legends for next year's uh, LCS, which I'm interested in personally. Um, but rosters are, are just that. They, they're always subject to change, too. So uh, if you guys enjoyed this podcast, if you enjoyed listening to just me, if you thought I did okay enough on my own, uh, please let me know on Twitter at its nerves. Um, and if you uh, if you want to tweet at Mike and, and and yell at him for missing another podcast, his Twitter is mcmone, mcm one or ready for this, Mick Monet. Uh, you can also check us out on tra- at Train Noobs on Twitter. Our website is trainnoobs.com, tnoobs.com for short. You can check us out on the Facebook. You can check us out on Twitch if you want. We really don't do much on Twitch. Twitch is the only one that's really different. It's trained underscore noobs. I was thinking about streaming some more stuff on there a little bit later, uh, Fallout 4 maybe or something like that. Um, also, if you enjoyed the episode, please check us out on patreon.com. For about a quarter a month, you get access to all, all of our pre-shows. Like I said, this uh, this episode I didn't did not do a pre show because I'm not going to do a pre show just talking to myself. I don't have anything to to talk about. Hey Jason, how was your week? Oh good, work was a pain in the ass. Oh that's cool. My job sucks too. Blah. Patreon.com forward slash train noobs. Give us a quarter. Get access to pre shows. That's pretty much it. Anyway, that's going to do it for me, guys. Thanks for checking out episode number twenty one of the Train Noobs podcast. And as always. Later, noobs. Thank you for listening to the Train Noobs podcast. Visit us at trainnoobs.com where you can find links for all of our social media. Join us again next time and have a pleasant day.